Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spurred on podcast on YouTube and all your favorite podcast platforms. You can get us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts or anywhere. If you're listening on the podcast and you want to see on YouTube, go to at Barnaby Slater underscore and you can find me there on Instagram as well and at Barnaby Slater on TikTok. But today in episode two of the Spurred on podcast, I want to talk about five things that I feel we've learned about the season so far. First and foremost, let's mention Ange Postacoglu. What an incredible man he is. He kind of seems to be the mix of... He's got the, he's got the stick. He, he's got that kind of gruff exterior where he's not going to take any prisoners. And I think he can probably look at a player to tell him when he's done something wrong. But also clearly that kind of... And a lot of the players already talked about it, actually. That kind of uncle-like, almost father figure-like touch where he's not going to say too much to you. He's going to show you that he cares and he's going to treat you well. But he's, uh, like I said, he's also able to tell you when you've done something wrong. I uh, read a great article in The Guardian, actually, just the other day where, uh, I can't remember who it was, maybe Barney Ronne, was saying, has it ever crossed any of these players' minds before what it might be like to be talked to by just a normal bloke being nice? Um, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he was saying. And I thought it was absolutely true. We've come from these managers Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte with, of course, a little bit of Nuno in between, which we all forget about. But they just kind of are game players and, and, and treat these footballers as if they're idiots. Whereas it's very clear from the outside looking in that Ange Postacoglu just treats them like normal people. He trusts them. Um, he lets them stay in their own beds uh, before home games. He doesn't make them stay in a hotel because he trusts them. He lets the changing room be their own, the dressing room. He, he lets the kind of three captains, uh, the captain, the two vice captains lead that. He says he doesn't want to get too involved in that. And those are kind of just little things 
that if you think, you know, as a footballer, you think, wow, I'm being treated like an adult, I'm being treated like a human. And Postacoglu has really brought that in. And I do think that's where the benefit comes of having a manager who's a little bit older. He's 57, uh, you know, very much older when he came into this kind of elite job than, say, a Pep Guardiola was or a Mikel Arteta was. And I think that kind of really benefits in that he's he's dealt with so many footballers down the years and he's he's dealt with different levels of footballers and he knows how to treat people like humans and I really feel like that's coming across anyway I just wanted to mention him first up but in terms of the five things that I feel like I've learned from the season so far I wanted to start with uh, and it's linked to what I was just talking about with Ange the importance of coaching I think I maybe mentioned a little bit of it in episode one but I think in the last kind of five years or so since Pochettino left in uh, uh, 2020 or 2019 uh, I think Tottenham as a club have really lacked uh, a good coach and a coach who is going to develop our players and turn them into their potential, really. Um, and I think a good place to start is Pedro Porro. We bought Pedro Porro clearly as an Antonio Conte signing. We were struggling on the in terms of the right wing back and everyone saw him play for Sporting Lisbon against us and in the Champions League and thought he was excellent and obviously had a good pedigree because he'd been at City's academy. So we brought him in for Conte and then suddenly everyone was panicking because Conte goes and we've got a right wing back when we're probably not going to be playing a right wing back anymore. We're going to be playing a right full back. And that has proved to be the case. And Ange Postacoglu obviously likes to play a 4-3-3 first and foremost. But because Postacoglu is a good coach and he's assembled a good coaching team around him, he, in just these kind of first seven or eight games, has really kind of taught or given maybe more likely given Poro the confidence to believe in his ability to play in a different way and that's obviously in 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 the inverted fullbacks where when we've got the ball they come and play in central midfield and Poro is a good footballer clearly technically very very good and can take on instruction and I don't know really why it seems so simple to us Spurs fans to say oh well if he plays right wing back for Sporting then he can only play right wing back for Spurs that may well have been the case under Conte because I don't think Conte really is a great coach in terms of bringing out the best in players unless they're willing to go and listen to his very specific instructions whereas it seems to me with Ange he's giving these players more license to bring out their more natural selves kind of almost like saying to them have fun on the pitch you know yes this is where I want to want you to play in certain moments when the ball is in certain areas but from there it's kind of your license to find the triangles and find the balls and make runs off the ball to be honest it feels to me like this is the first time in years that we've had players who've made runs off the ball rather than just kind of you know, what felt like stodgy kind of Hoiberg and Skip and central midfield just kind of passing it sideways and then watching their pass and then getting it back. Now the whole team seems to have freedom to give kind of five, ten yard balls and then go. And um, Pat Matasar, as I think I mentioned on uh, on my match review, you know, he pops up on the left and on the right. There's a lot more freedom to it. And I think a lot of that is down to, to the coaching, giving them the belief and uh, allowing them to be the footballers that they grew up to be because obviously to make it to this elite level you had to prove that you're a brilliant footballer at all age groups and that doesn't just change it's kind of if if those footballers don't kind of push on as it's it's felt like our players haven't pushed on in the last four or five years that is down to a lack of confidence which I think is given from the coaches not kind of I don't know just not making them play to their full potential as well as Poro I think um 
Destiny Odogi is a great example. Again, on the other flank, clearly a brilliant wing back uh, and and was seen as that by Paratici when he was at Udinese. But he has taken to the Postacoglu role of fullback playing inverted like a duck to water. And he has got legs and energy and he is just a fantastic talent. And then the other one I wanted to mention in terms of how the coaching has really improved him is Basuma. Uh, and this is an interesting one because we knew he was a brilliant player at Brighton. We saw him score an absolute worldie against us at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium a couple of seasons ago for them. He dominated that game. We knew we had a great player when we got him and then Conte just didn't believe in him. He clearly wasn't a player that Conte specifically asked for. And it's almost with Conte like he resented players when they came in if they weren't the players that he specifically asked for and kind of punished them for it. And um, Basuma was a shadow of his former self last season and a shadow of who he is now. And it is just a joy to see him play. I've, I've heard a few people talk about the Liverpool game saying that wasn't one of his best games. I mean, maybe I'm a bit glass half full, but I still thought he was absolutely outstanding. Always wanting the ball, always making space taking the ball in tight little areas which drew kind of two or three players at a time and then laying it off forwards between the lines into Madison. Um, so yeah, he may not have made kind of any lung-busting runs and uh, anything like a couple of games ago where he broke through their defence and nearly scored, but I still think he had a great game and is absolutely pivotal to this side. And Postacoglu bringing the best out of him is a mark of what a great coach he is and how that coaching is really helping our squad. And I think I mentioned it the other day, and it's true, this coaching will bring up the, the standard and the, the levels of all of our players and we will again have clubs coming in for our squad players at higher prices in terms of being able to sell them and that will enable us to spend more money on the back end. So all of that is going to help. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is the power of positivity. I want to talk about Postacoglu's forward thinking. Specific- hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. ...how he takes responsibility for everything, taking the pressure off the players and allowing those players to be brave. It's such a far cry from what we've had in the last few years. I did, I did listen to what Daniel Levy had to say in that fans forum... And it did sit with exactly what I thought it was, which was he does listen to what the fans say. And he felt under pressure when Pochettino had a bad start to the season after the Champions League final to bring in a win-now manager. He saw that Mourinho was uh, available and he, he went for it. And to be honest, I'm not sure there are many of our fans who at the time didn't think that might be the right thing to do. I have to admit, I did. I was. I remember before Mourinho came to Spurs, actually, 
when um, Emery left Arsenal, I thought Mourinho might go to Arsenal. And I was worried for a bit because I thought, oh, if anyone can win the league at Arsenal, it'll probably be Mourinho. And I kind of felt the same when he came to Spurs. Could he do it at Spurs? I was a little worried about how Man United fans said that his style of play was was bad when he was there, but he won them a Europa League and he won them trophies. And that's what the Spurs fans all wanted. And obviously we listen to the opposition fans who take the piss out of us all the time for not having won anything. So I can see why Levy did that. And it's exactly the same with Antonio Conte. Daniel Levy saw an opportunity to get a win now manager. He'd previously tried to get him earlier that summer before Nuno and it didn't quite happen. Opportunity came up and he thought he'd be a version 2.0 of Mourinho and might even take us over the line. But it didn't happen. And as a result of those managers being in, we stopped playing the kind of football that Spurs need to be playing. To dare is to do. Uh, Football along the ground, exciting, attacking, one, two-touch football, making chances, creative players, uh, flair players, going back, Gaza, Chris Waddle. You know, those kind of players that I grew up with just weren't happening under Conte and Mourinho. So the reason I'm bringing that up is because the power of positivity that we now have in Postacoglu, forward thinking, taking responsibility for people's mistakes. Postacoglu has come out and said, if a player makes a mistake by doing the right thing, trying to be brave on the ball, he will take the responsibility. He has asked them to do that. So it is not their responsibility And I just love the fact that all the players are really buying into it. It's so exciting to see and it's such a far cry from what we've been watching over the last few years. So that is kind of the thing I've learned so much now. And I I think about it in terms of future Spurs managers as well. Because it wouldn't surprise me, I don't want to be negative at all, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if big clubs will look at Postacoglu after what he's doing at Spurs. I know it's early days, but you know he was a member of the City group before. Pep will probably only be at City for another couple of years. Would they take a risk on Postacoglu? Maybe they would. Or another another team, but what I'm talking, the reason I'm bringing that up is Spurs need to have, you know, early succession plans to look at what managers are doing similar things and being positive, not just on the pitch but also off the pitch, and allowing their players to grow and fulfil their potential and enjoy playing football because there's just so much negativity around and so much kind of game playing from managers, and we've had too much of it, and I don't want to see it again. The third thing I want to talk about momentum and that's you know what it starts with the fans the fans are able to see this new Tottenham they're able to enjoy Tottenham again they're able to enjoy talking about Tottenham again nobody's taking the piss out of Tottenham anymore so the fans then go to the stadium and the atmosphere there is incredible and that momentum is growing and I think I mentioned it the other day but I'll say it again they turned it around in a similar way at the Emirates Arsenal did Um, that place was horrible for years It, it was toxic And then Arteta came in, got them playing some football, started believing themselves. And now it's a bit of a fortress there, as is uh, St. James's Park at Newcastle. And we are starting to build that momentum. So starting with the fans, then getting the points on the board with the the players and the uh, the matches. And then, as we saw in 2015-2016, momentum can take clubs a long way. Leicester just, they were steam train and Spurs had the similar momentum that year from from going from nowhere and then Pochettino bringing us being into a, up to being a great passing, great attacking team. If we can ride this momentum and get some good results over the next few weeks, Luton away next. Won't be easy, you've got to deal with their set pieces, but build the momentum, a potential opportunity to go top of the league going into the international break because Arsenal play City on the Sunday. 
who knows if we can keep our players fit you just do not know i love the fact that after we're winning games we're really properly celebrating those wins i listened to i think the view from the lane yesterday and and one of the journalists on there made a good point Maybe we're celebrating wins like this, and all clubs are now at the end of games, because no VAR can take it away from us. And that's totally true. And I love that. that the stadium after the win on, against Liverpool on Saturday was bouncing. It was so amazing. And that momentum can take us a long way. The fourth thing I want to talk about, very briefly, smart recruitment over the last year. But I'm going to talk specifically, actually, about this summer. For the first time, really, it seems like we have a manager who knows exactly what he needs to make his system work I think with Conte and Mourinho a lot of it was about can I get players who are kind of sturdy and hard and experienced whereas Postacoglu doesn't care how old they are he just needs them to have the exact attributes and the perfect example for me Mickey van der Ven he knows he's going to play a high line we're going to be aggressive we're going to be up the pitch we're going to be attacking so he needs a player with the pace to cover and that's exactly what van der Ven does and that's, you know, he's more than that, but that's exactly where he covers. And we saw it for the first time against Liverpool on Saturday. I think he's an amazing signing and it really shows that Postacoglu is not going to just buy players because of their experience before, but also mainly because of their attributes. I think Brennan Johnson, we haven't seen much of it yet, but another good example. We've looked a little one-paced going forward in the last few seasons. So he buys someone with real pace so we can get in behind, offer another threat. Deki Kulisevsky, really good with turning in little intricate, tiny spaces. Johnson offers a different threat in behind. And Sonny hasn't quite got the turn of pace he used to out wide anymore. And Richarlison, who looked good out wide on the left against Liverpool, he has that. Uh, he has that ability to, to play those crosses and did really well for the goal. But he's not a pace merchant. And obviously, in terms of smart recruitment, the best of all, I think, James Madison, £40 million, a proper Spurs player. Exactly that flair player I was talking about. We've needed it. Finally, in terms of the five things I've learned this season, there is life after Harry Kane. I love Harry Kane. I'm still following him at Bayern Munich. I hope he comes back one day. Maybe he will. But we are now no longer a one-dimensional team who just play counter-attack to allow Sonny and Kane to do most of our work for us. We, we're all about teamwork, we're all about togetherness, and nobody is bigger than anyone else. Now, I'm not saying that Harry Kane had a big ego necessarily and threw that around, but he was the best player at the club for many, many years, and the highest paid player at the club, and rightly so. But now nobody is bigger than anybody else, and that counts for a lot. It's all about teamwork, it's all about Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. How far can we take this? Let me know in the comments what you think. Also, please do subscribe to the channel if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, give the uh, podcast a follow if you're listening at any of your favorite audio platforms. Drop a comment, drop a like, and I'll speak to you next time. Come on, you Spurs.